This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Almost couldn't say it. Uh, Mark Hosteller, Bill McMahon. We're flying, man. We got a lot going on in the church. Uh, There are a lot of times, you know, I'm thinking about everything going on. I got to be praying for strength and wisdom. And it's uh, overwhelming at times, you know, and that's why we come to God and we need to pray. And one of the prayers that or verses I was thinking about today, Colossians 4, 2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And one of the things that I think is a struggle sometimes in praying is keeping focused in your praying. Yeah. So when it's talking about being watchful, I think alert, I think part of it's being watchful for what God is doing, but I think part of it too, is we're told to be alert in prayer in other places where sometimes we're our mind. I don't know, like maybe my mind is different than other people's minds. It, my mind jumps around a lot. Oh yeah. So yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get off focus. There'll be times that, you know, thank God for technology, but it's, it's a wonderful servant a horrible master, you know? And so in the middle of a prayer, somebody will text, somebody will call this and that you get distracted, you know? And lately I've been doing a lot of my devotional reading and stuff on, on my iPad. So the prayer or the text comes through on the iPad and it takes your focus off of it and everything. So yeah, I mean, it's, yes, it's hard to stay focused, right? but it's also hard to stay focused on the right prayer focus, right? Prayer topic, the right right way to pray. Right. So you get into the weeds of a situation and you start praying things that actually align more with your own purposes and agenda than with what God's seeing. Right. So it's really healthy to stay focused on a God perspective, a bird's eye view, something that gets you up out of the weeds of it and says, okay, what am I missing, Lord? Give me insight and direction into this that I can't see right now because the weeds are too high. You know, Um, I think that's also a way we need to focus our right. attention, be alert, be watchful so that in order to be alert and watchful, you got to put yourself from a higher perspective. You got to get yourself up higher and be able to see this situation from a different perspective. You know, right. I think it's in my own life. I get, I get caught up in that thing and I'll start praying things that really align with me and my will. Right. And not so much God's will, you know? Right. Yeah, I think looking at him, you know, he wants all men to be saved. I think that's important. Uh, mm-hmm. Praying for revival, people to come to him. I think those are all hugely, hugely important. He wants us to be humble. Right. Absolutely. Well, you so think about so it. to be humble, what do we have to do? First thing, first thing we should be doing is confessing. Humbling ourselves and saying, you know what? I'm, you know what? I'm willing to be wrong about this, God. You know? Show me my errors. Remember what uh, the psalmist says. Show me my hidden faults, God. Why? Because when there's sin between me and the Lord, it's going to hinder my prayers. Right. You know, it, for us men. What does it say in First Peter 3? It says, if you are treating your wife wrong, you're going to hinder your prayers. Right. <laughs> Oops. Okay. All right. Well, maybe before I start praying, I should spend a little time confessing, you know what? I, I, I was a little sharp with her. Right. You know, I wasn't treating her like that precious jewel that she is, you know, right. uh, maybe I should start there. You know, first thing you got to do before you come to the Lord or as you come to the Lord is humble yourself, be in a position where you're allowing him to change you from the inside out, to change your perspectives, to change your heart, to align with his heart. You know, I mean, the first thing you, I thought of I mean, you said, you know, about humbling yourself, what would you do? 
seek God. I think that mm. Mm. I, I've had this conversation with people this week. If you would seek God with all of your heart, you're going to find him. Like I've come in contact with people who are very wayward, uh, very hurt. They're very much hurting. They're very, they, they realize their lives have become, as we say, in celebrate recovery out of control, unmanageable. What should I do? Let's come back to the basics and exactly. seek God. And I'll tell them, look, God says this. If you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with right all here. of your heart. Yeah. That's an important passage. Uh, the doors will be open. Knock and the door will be open. Mm-hmm. Ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. These are the, the commands of Scripture. So sometimes I think that one of the problems, even before we're confessing sin per se, just the, the fact that people aren't seeking God at all. They're just living their yeah. life. In other words, you have even a Gethsemane, which is a powerful prayer. Jesus Christ says to pray that you fall not into temptation. Mm-hmm. They weren't praying. It's not that they even had sins at that point to confess. They, they weren't praying for God's strength and what no. they needed at that time. And that, that was the problem. They exactly. weren't praying. Yeah. I mean, you are exactly right. Your longing is in the wrong place. You know, Psalm 42, one as a deer pants for the water brook. So my soul thirsts for you, God. Right. Where is the thirst for God in our day? Right. Do we have it? You know, right. because I'm telling you, if you don't have a thirst for God, your prayer life is going to be very small. Right. Because your thirst is for everything else. Your lusts are out there for everything else. To, it's not for God. Right. Thirst for him. Right. Do you long for him? Right. That's a, such a, a challenging question for me even, right. you know, is what are you longing for? What's the longing of your heart? I want to see God move in my day. Right. I want to see this. I want to see him intervening, you know. Oh, when absolutely. I pray for somebody, I'm I'm expecting God to move. You know, right. I'm expecting my prayers to go beyond the ceiling and to hit the throne room of God. You know, I just this morning I um I spoke with three little girls and I asked, I said, I'm going to meet with the Lord in prayer. If there was anything that you would want me to tell him, what would it be? Because that's how I picture it. Right. I picture like like old school judge summoning you in or a king summoning you in. You stand right. before him. What can I do for you? Right. Here, here I go, man. This is my time. You know, right. I get to stand before the Lord Almighty and offer up my request to him. What an awesome thing. You well, know? well, it is. And I mean, and you're on two subjects. One is the reverence for God when you come oh, and pray. Man. And the other is also... Pray for kings. Pray for those in authority. They may That's, live humble and peaceful lives. For God true. is not willing that any should perish, but he wants all men to come to a saving knowledge of the mm-hmm. truth. So you're you're looking at why am I praying? I'm praying so people will come to Christ. I'm praying that pray that to the Lord. You know, the harvest, the fields mm-hmm. are white on the harvest. Mm-hmm. Pray for workers mm-hmm. to send, be sent into the harvest. Pray about these things. Jesus yeah. Christ was praying about the, the biggest thing in salvation that ever happened was him dying on the cross. Right. When he died on the cross, what was he doing ahead of that? He's praying he for three praying. hours. Yeah. Right? My I wife mean, and I, just this morning, we prayed and we sought the Lord for those loved ones in our life that don't know Jesus. You know how that is terrifying for me to know that my loved ones, I love these people. They don't, they reject Jesus in their heart. Right. And, and I know from my own experience that it wasn't, we all think that we were seeking God or we were seeking. Right. Here's the thing. God had to grab my heart. Right. The Holy Spirit had to do that work. I wouldn't have turned to him on my own. Right. He had to show me. And, th- and thankfully, uh, I had some people in my life that turned me to him by giving me a Bible and telling me where to read and how to, you know, how to get to him. And when I did that, as I was reading the word, like you were talking about, the truth grabbed my heart. 
and I changed immediately. Right. Truth transforms you, you know, and I'm wanting, I'm asking God to take my loved ones and put truth in front of their face. Right. Help them to, to do what it says in Peter, where uh, the, lowest, the Lord is slow because he wants people to repent. Right. Help them to do that, Lord. You right. know, help them to come to you. That's a great way to pray. Do you know people in your life that don't, don't know Jesus, that are rejecting him? Get on your knees and pray for those people. Right. You know, because it has to be a work of the Lord. It has to. Right. You know. No, I agree. I think who's on your prayer list? I think it's a great mm. question for you mm. to ask yourself. Who am I praying for that they come to the Lord? Just the uh. other day I was praying for some people I know. Auto come to saving knowledge of the truth because there are a lot of confused people. And sometimes I see people make statements and it may, kind of makes me mad, but I realize it's because they don't, they don't know. They just I mean, they, don't, they really don't yeah. know. They yeah. don't have the truth. All they know is what they've been told. And I think for a lot of times we are a, a very much a society that's into a soundbite. Yes. Like we're, we're into a soundbite society. We are going to come and just say things. We hear things, a bit of truth. We hear a statement. We mm. hang on to a cliche and that's all we know about the topic. Yep. So if, if you take a topic like abortion, you know, mm -hmm. you'll have is freedom of choice. A lot of times people don't think a lot deeper. Yeah, but what's really happening to these kids in the womb? Is yeah. this life in the womb? Um, why is there a disparity between if you can abort a child, but if, if a mother was killed by a drunk driver and it killed a baby, it's a double homicide. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why, why is there a differentiation there? Mm -hmm. I mean, the, to really think deeply as to what's going on in this country. Uh, to think of the the shortage in the workforce. Well, yeah. Well, when you knock out fifty million people, you know that that that, mm. that kind of stuff. I'm just saying, mm. and I don't mm. mean to, to pick out that one topic, but I'm just saying sometimes I think that we, we have that soundbite mentality of we we just have a cliche, we have a phrase, and we hang on that phrase, but we're not really thinking deeply. You know, can I really substantiate this in reality mm. of in fact what I'm doing? Because I think that yeah. this is one of those topics. Boy, I don't know why I'm on this now, but <laughs> I guess we'll really be getting ourselves in trouble now. But I thought about what would have happened in civil rights when African-Americans were given civil rights if we had Twitter, Facebook, wow. Instagram them. How many people would have stood out against that, saying how terrible it is we're changing the laws, where we sit back now and realize, no, we were wrong. It had to happen. What about I slavery? Mean, yeah. What about slavery? It, once that ended and that civil war was over and there had to be that concession, we unite the states again, we end slavery, uh, the blacks are freed. How many people would have been tweeting and talking about how terrible that was? Mm. And I stand, I dissent my government allowing these people to go free because they have this warped thought that black people were only three-fifths human. What I was like, this, which was nonsense god forgive Asinine. us yeah i mean that is right horrible now we can sit back years later and all be on the same page to realize that was way wrong mm -hmm. how do we not value life in the womb that's what tom asked i mean how do you not value and the reason i'm thinking about it is because there was this big story yeah. in the news right. the supreme court and roe versus wade and they might overturn it it was a bad law to start with mm -hmm. it was just a bad law you know, and now they're the one guy always saying is, "I'm going to turn it over to the states." They didn't say they're going to ban it per se. They're right. going to say we're going to turn this over to states. Give the rights the, back to the give states. Give the rights back to the yeah. states. Mm -hmm. But I, I look at these kind of things, and I, I see, are we now saying that child in the womb is three fifths? Because I can tell you as a parent that as soon as my wife was pregnant, I was very concerned with that life, and I understood oh, that, yeah. that was my kid. 
No doubt from about the day it. Because, one. That child did because, not become my kid when they were born. No. Nope. They were my kid from conception. Do you we understand? believe life starts at conception. Because that's a fact. That's right. It's an indisputable fact. It's an indisputable <laughs> fact. Take one of these little babies out. I, I would like to ask these people that are that would do this. Okay, let me ask you something. I'll pull that child out of that womb as little tiny as it is, I'm sure, fit in a little part of your hand. Would you put a knife to it? No way. You wouldn't oh my dare. Gosh, yeah. You wouldn't no. dare. You, Mark, you mm-hmm. wouldn't dare do it. You'd protect would not it. do it. You'd protect You would Absol- protect it. Well, obviously, I'm mm-hmm. coming out of a certain thing. There's not, life's not viable, you know, under mm-hmm. certain number of months mm-hmm. coming out. But I'm saying, psychological, theoretically, would you end that, that, that pure life? You would be horrified at even the thought of it. But somehow, we turned a blind eye. We couch it in terms that are out there. And I think there's going to, I hope I I should say, I think, I hope there's going to come a day in American history where we look back on this, just like we do slavery, just like we do all the lack of civil rights for black people that, that desperately needed to happen. They should have never been asked to ride only certain part of the buses or not allowed to eat in certain restaurants. It was foolish how we, it was wrong. No, it was more than foolish. It was wrong. How Mm -hmm. they were treated. Racism is wrong. I think that's something we have to all agree to. Right. I, Absolutely. What does that do? I don't know. Something to pray about. No, this is something to pray about. So this is exactly what you read. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people will turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, I will hear from heaven. I'll heal their land. This is a scourge on the land. Right. This sin that's happening. This is sinful stuff. Right. And we have to, as believers, as as people that trust and know that there was God that created that baby. This is right. a chain reaction, by the way. The, the reason this is happening and is so prevalent right now is because you've lost sight of the fact that there is actually a creator who created these babies. Right. There's, a, there's intelligent design, and you're trying to run from it. Right. You need to stop. You need to just accept it. God I, is God. Yeah. And, and, he is a creator. Right. You and, know? and I would never, like, if I'm out there in society, I'm not going to argue with people about this. I mean, I'm talking on a podcast here at the church, right? But I'm not going to be the first thing I'm going to argue about. I'm going to point people back to God. I that's mean, that, that's where I'm going to point them back to. I'm just going to point it back to God, pick up your Bible, read it. I don't typically get engaged in these if people want to fight me. And it doesn't matter what the sin is. I'm not typically starting there. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm starting with, Mm-mm. well, where's your relationship with God? That's right. But the yeah. fact of the matter is there are people out there, and I know it for a fact, who would freak out if you stepped off a path and broke a fern, but have no problem killing that with somebody killing that kid. And that the, the warped thinking yep. in the society, the things that we value, the things that we don't value, I think are very telling for who we are as a people. Yeah. We have and to, I think that we need to wake up to this. Yes. Yeah. Right? I agree. 100%. Who are we? Who we have to con- are we? We have to confess right. it to the Lord that this definitely is. And it's not only, um, how would I want to word this? This isn't, this isn't only a worldly thing. This is part of the church Right. of Jesus Christ, part of his body is actually condoning of this stuff, conforming yeah. to the pattern of the world, and that's problemsome to me. Right. Because now the world doesn't know what truth really is when God's children are arguing any about top, that. But, but I mean, I'm going to tell you, like, I think even more than that is is immorality, yeah. dishonor. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's a there are rampant sins within any church. I promise you that. I've been in ministry for many years, and I know this to be true. And we're always working on that and countering that. And we realize it's because we have a lot of people coming from the community. We're trying to get them on the right path. They do get on the right path. But then next thing you know, I mean, our church is growing. 
Uh, we meet new people constantly yeah. and we want to point them to God and we want to point to the faith in Jesus Christ. So I'm yeah. not here in the society. I don't run around. I don't argue politics. I hate politics. I absolutely hate it with a passion. I don't watch the news. I mm -hmm. scan some headlines. Right. Um, I'm not into it, but I see what I am into very much because of who I am. I am logical. And if you start making illogical statements, I pick it up. In other words, if you're going right. to be all about saving a puppy, but not about a child, I'm going to be asking questions. Yep. Yeah. Because that doesn't, that's not logical to me. It's not logical to me that I'm not allowed to say something, just say, I don't agree with something here and it's okay, but it's not mm -hmm. okay here. I don't get that. Like I, I've always right. been living, let live, man. I mean, my whole life, since I was a teenager, I've been living, let live. Yeah. I believe what I believe. I'm living my life. I'm not bothering anybody, not pestering right, anybody, not throwing rocks at anybody. Here's the thing. Right. The thing is, is if we don't live like that, then guess what's going to happen? You, people aren't going to start letting me live the way I right. live. Right. It's, it's, you can't do that. Right. You don't want, I don't want people to tell me how I need to believe and what I need right. to say and do that. So I got to give the other people a chance to do the same yeah. thing. Now I, here's the thing. I want to speak in the arena of ideas. There you I, go. I argued with this uh, at a school, high school superintendent last year mm -hmm. said, listen, a student, not me personally coming into the school. I'm saying a student should be allowed to quote a Bible verse yep. without getting excoriated. If I said the word right for it, because in the arena of ideas, if your belief is for fomented, like, hey, I shouldn't brag about myself because the Bible says, let someone else praise you, not your own lips, and you're going to sit there and read it, and then somebody's bragging about themselves, and someone pitches the verse out. Next thing you know, they're in trouble because they pitched the verse out, but the verse did, in fact, inform their thinking. Mm -hmm. The, ver the mm -hmm. verse is why. Why don't I brag about things? Because the Bible says not that's to. Right, that's why right don't there. I seek revenge? Because the Bible says not to. That's why I don't do it. Yep. So if I can't make that statement, well, the Bible says, God says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I'll repay. I can't, but... Uh, but when you're not allowed to make that statement, then you're not allowed to argue in the arena of ideas mm -hmm. where I feel like an atheist is allowed to argue in the arena of ideas. A Muslim is allowed to argue in the arena right. of ideas. Everyone else is. Why can't I? Why can't yeah. I say what I believe? Absolutely. I, in this world, man, people are terrified to say what they believe because they know what happens when they do. Because we've lost sight of absolute truth in our culture. Right. We hate that word. Right. We hate that phrase. Absolute right. truth. Are you kidding me? Right. No, it's all relativism. Right. Well, baloney on that. I, we have to be able to, we have to be able to come from the from the right. absolute truth position that we have. But you, you know? don't. But the person hearing, you don't have to accept that. In other words, you, gravity is absolute, whether you accept it or not. You don't yep. have to believe it. Nope. I mean, you're going to exactly. live in the, the system. I mean, some of the things where the Bible lays out, you don't have to believe it. I'm going to tell you, you're going to find more happiness living that way than you're not uh, yeah. going to be living that way. Mm -hmm. But these are the things God's concerned about. God, I mean, you want to talk about what revival looks like. Yeah. Revival looks like we start seeing things from God's perspective. Exactly. So, and that's what we're arguing for and, and whatever, whatever the sin is. And again, I'm not, I've always called myself an equal opportunity offender. So I'm not, I don't pick one out. I try not to yeah. hobby horse on stuff. I yeah. try to just say, yeah. hey, listen, you know, here's what the Bible says. Yeah. I don't understand, let's say, all things that went on in the Old Testament. I don't understand why people were doing super stuff. Like some mm -hmm. of it's so outlandish, I can't even believe it goes on. But then I hear from you and others that it does go on still, and I look, shake my head. I don't know. I don't get it. Bill, but can I, can I just I, have to stick to where the truth is. Can I just take a minute at the end of this podcast? Just to encourage, we've talked about a lot of sinfulness, a lot of things that are wrong. Let me just, can I just spin this and just say, there's great news when it comes to prayer. Number one is when you pray, 
and have a humble heart, God actually listens to you. Right. God, the God of the universe. Let's keep that in mind. Right. This is great news for anybody that knows that they are weak and powerless without a higher power in their life. And that higher power is Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ, that's going to be your first prayer. Right. Come to accept him. Right. Come to know him. Come to invite him into your life. Number one. Second thing is the great news you're going to preach on this. I hope this week, I, I hope I'm not getting this wrong, but first John one nine. Yeah. yeah. This is one of the best news, good news uh, verses in all of the Bible. If we come to him confessing our sin, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. Right. This is incredible to me. Right. And but, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right. His, his, his willingness to not only, not only forgive us, but to clean us up is, is incredible to me. Right. This is great news for us. This is hopeful for me right. because this means we're not stuck in what we're talking about, right. all these bad things. We're not stuck. Right. If only we will humble ourselves, confess our sins, turn from them and seek him, right. he'll hear us right. and he will heal us. Right. To everyone listening to us right now, that should be, be so encouraging right. and it should inspire us to pray right right no i i agree 100 mm-hmm. percent. so we appreciate you tuning in get out there and pray pray for others right uh watch i i would definitely highly recommend we not throw stones at other people i would yeah. highly recommend we look yeah, at our own lives because yep. that's where it starts it starts with us starts with me i can't worry about what everyone else is doing i gotta worry about what i'm doing and what what is my attitude what is my heart and and it comes down to this spiritual disciplines are really important praying as a spiritual discipline is super important and sometimes easing the busyness of life to get away from that and we got to get back to it. Yes. Hope that you all have a great and a blessed week.